Welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is episode 75, Cairo, or Pulse. It's it's either one or either. So Cairo's its real name. There's a remake of this, isn't there? I believe so. I believe so. I don't think I've seen it, though. Ah, Me neither. Not yet, anyway. Um, Okay. So hiya. Tonight we have a full house. So we've got Jess. Hello. We've got Larry. Hello, hello. We got you in. Hello. Normally, uh, Dan's in the, he's the fifth boner, as we like <laughs> to call him. He's normally in the group chat. I'm not sure if he is tonight. So we will soon see. Um, what we all been up to then? I, I've not been doing a lot, really. Um, not to talk about. It's just not really done anything other than work. Um, Jess, uh, you've been a busy bee. Yeah, working, uh, enjoying the nice weather that we've had. Yeah. So, yeah, mainly just taking all the time I can to sit outside and play Animal Crossing. Nice. So. Nice. Uh, animal, was that on the Switch? I yeah. Assume. Yeah. <laughs> Larry, I know you won't, would you, yeah, you were with us on the last podcast. Yeah. yeah. Larry was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Evil Dead, right? It was Evil Dead, yes. I still yeah. haven't seen the, uh, the, the, the slightly extended one. So I'm looking forward ah, to watching that and talking about yes, it. Yeah. Yes. Um, not I haven't not too much. I mean, um more prepping for filming in July. Uh hurt my fingers bad. Oh, <laughs> was it I was in hospital the uh the other day for like three How'd hours you do in that? waiting. Well you punch people in the pub against again, Lawrence. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. Um the actual way it happened doesn't sound remotely at all cool in any way. <laughs> and it just so you'd think to yourself, have you done that? Um changing sheets on the bed. <laughs> and uh <laughs> usually just you know, grab one hand, whip, and uh, it was like obviously attack, like obviously stuck under something or like a, mm. you know, stuck on something. So where I pulled it, just took my t- two fingers right. in the other direction and has <laughs> bad bruising. Amazing. Yeah, that's me. That's me. All done. <laughs> I, I try and avoid changing bed sheets. But I Same. do help. I will now. I help out occasionally by getting myself in the right tangle. You know, quite often. <laughs> Sometimes I end up in the duvet. Yeah, I, I do that quite a lot as well. Yeah. It's, it's, and then you can't get out. It's, yeah. yeah, well, I can get out, but yeah, I've never had <laughs> <laughs> it's it's late that. Late in the Um, so what have you been up to, you in? Um, just been a bit ill, really. Uh, got this oh. cold last week. Um, I managed to get get away for my birthday, which was on. Uh, Monday, so that was quite. It's quite nice to have people around and stuff like that. But I was still sort of supping the lemsip while I was sort of enjoying my presence. So it's just stuff, stuff nice. Like that. I, I did but, see on Instagram you were like in my neck of the woods, like nearby. Anyway, you weren't. Yeah, far yeah. So I was in sort of um, this place called Hamble uh, yeah, near right Southampton. Yeah. Um, lovely, lovely place. My, it's like it's my my parents sort of got it for retirement. Really, that that place. But you know. I try and take advantage of it as much as I can. Oh, we do a bones episode from there. Quite haunted in Hamble. Is it really? Yeah. Gosh. Well, there's a lot of old people there, nice. so I assume, I assume exactly. that's correct. A lot of new spirits. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. So, 2001, this film. Um, so, it's a bit of an old one. I didn't play too well on Shadow, to be honest. It looked a bit grainy at times. Um, Japanese film. I'm all right so far. Directed by Kiyoshia Kowasawa. As I destroyed that, I've never heard of him anyway. So, like, <laughs> so it's 119 minutes long. So, yeah, 
consider I didn't understand it from start to finish, that's a long <laughs> two hours. <clears throat> Box office of 318,000, I think. I couldn't actually see what it cost to make, so I've got no idea. Um, had a, I, I'm not even going to say the actors' names because there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> no point. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, what are we thinking? This one's another tricky one because I have a yeah. personal view, but I don't know what. I reckon it might be in the 60s, you know. I think it'll be lower. Really? Oh, no. Well, I don't know. Uh, you know. Yeah, I'm going to say 50s. I'll say okay. 70s to be different. Oh, <laughs> Jess is right. 74. Oh, that's, that's crazy. Oh, that, okay. Let's guess. Nice. So, nice. I'll just bring up the uh, yeah, the old uh, what's it? Where have I put? Where have I put it? Where's it gone? Right. Okay. After a college student commits suicide, several people living in Tokyo start witnessing terrifying visions transferred across the internet. Now, at this, it's at that moment I get confused. Um, so I've written down. There's two stories going on. One about the guys working at the kind of plant, is it? A lot of employees, and they're working on a new disc or something. Mm -hmm. um, it's very old. It's all on dial-up and stuff as well, isn't it? Yeah. And then there's an economics student, and there's a story going on about him. He's the blondish, long-haired lad. Is that right? And the next thing I wrote was shit's music. Um, <laughs> so... There's music going on in the film from time to time. I'm just I'm being a bit critical here, and and it slightly annoyed me and and things, and and it's at this point where I kind of need you guys to explain what the fuck was going on. <laughs> so because I really, I just don't know. He put a disc in, um, and there's someone watching him on screen. I don't know. Did anyone yeah. did anyone actually get killed by the spirits? I couldn't work that out. Um, didn't, did they? Or did they? They all commit suicide, didn't they? Yeah. Well, this is yeah. implied. That's what it's implied. There's and only that... one that's mysterious where you kind of think what's gone on because it's only like his yeah. echo left on the wall. And then yeah. there's, and it's like Uranus software um, <laughs> you install. So you install this Uranus <laughs> and someone's, <laughs> someone's watching you. It was Uranus, wasn't it? It was, was it? I think it was. I can't remember. Uh, but... No, I think it was. Yeah. It made me giggle. You know me. Um, so, <laughs> and it's from there, really, that I haven't got a clue what's going on. And then at the end, it gets even weirder. So, I would love you to explain, because I'll probably enjoy it more. Didn't buy this. So, it was on Shudder. So, I'm grateful for that. Um, nice. Yeah. I'm not saying I, I didn't enjoy it, Larry. I just didn't know what was going on. It doesn't make it terrible. it doesn't make it easy to be fair. It's it's very much a as I would call it like a I've watched it now multiple times, a few times, and I definitely on the first time watching, there was a lot that I didn't understand what was going like at all in some scenes. Yeah. So um but yeah. <laughs> Jess, did you actually understand it? Come on, are you I with can, me? Did you get what was yeah. going on, Jess, at all? Not really. It's a long two hours, isn't it? If you don't know what's going on, and well, like, uh, I couldn't even like do something else and watch it, like like because subtitles. My Japanese isn't great, no. um, <laughs> so I had to watch it and read it and concentrate, and I still didn't get it. Well, so, I, I, I mean, this is the interesting thing with that film is that I think. I was kind of thinking more again, favorite word, inter interpretively when I was no, having that film. on this podcast. So, I, <laughs> so I, was, I was sort of looking at the sort of like almost from a thematic point of view in terms of like, because obviously this is made in 2001 during dial up internet, which is a stage of the internet I, I have very little memory of i I'm, i mainly hear it from people who are slightly older than me about it quite know, the noise the, 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 yeah. the noise it made and how slow it was and everything yeah. like that um and you can kind of see how i mean 
if I'm honest, I, I was bit I was more interested by this film than I was engaged by it. Okay. Um, in the sense that I quite enjoyed how um, prescient it was and how kind of it foreshadows how the internet came to dominate our everyday lives sort of thing. Because obviously these um, ghosts, phantoms, monsters, whatever you want to call them, are kind of born out of um, the internet and they kind of um, inspire depressing thoughts to yeah. the living. Um, and it's sort of... I've, <clears throat> I feel like it was. it's almost a message on saying that... Um, uh, similar to what people are saying now in terms of like social media and everything and that it's sort of it's meant to connect people but really it sort of disconnects people and i feel like even though social media was nowhere near existing at that time it kind of foreshadows that in a strange way and that's why i find the film quite interesting the the, the reason why i didn't find it engaging as much is because i feel like i just didn't really know any of the characters really i didn't really yeah. know who they were I, I just knew what their function was within the sort of overall narrative i really enjoyed how it was shot it was like really sort of grim and sort of grimy and it was sort of i'm not entirely sure if i've seen a film shot like that before where it's just just it's very de depressing in a, in a mm. weird way and i think that's again that's part of it's an almost almost a dystopian atmosphere where it's like well, and it sort of builds up that kind of depression that you that the living eventually feel <laughs> I felt, has it, a... I felt it as the film went on. <laughs> well, the um, so there's hint like throughout the portion, like the the course of the film, it's um insinuated that the spirits are basically using the internet in order to communicate with um, you know, the real like the real world. And there's the the theme of the film is essentially like being alone and wanting to connect again with the whole forms of the internet and how at that point it was these first steps of to being instantaneous messages <clears throat> across, you know, you didn't have to meet up and stuff and all that. And the program and software almost enables this to kind of start. Um, but what I quite like about the film. It was Larry frozen. Are we? Oh, so we very sorry. Larry. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. got muted for a minute, Larry. What? Yeah, you're back still... now. You're back. Oh, now. okay. Cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, basically, um, the kind of connection with that about the afterlife in that no one really knows, obviously, what it is, and with these spirits, it's the sense of connection, but then it's almost the spirits feel that same loneliness, and is there in connect, like being able to connect to the real world, and for the you know the people then ended up taking their lives afterwards and wanting to feel that connection again is that it's juxtaposed to the real world of feeling loneliness when in fact there are so many of us that could connect and it's it's through this that people only really want to connect through that extra you know what's in the afterlife what's what comes next and it's almost like uh gets portrayed in this as almost like a drug uh, or, you know, a curse almost that once you delve into that world and put, you know, the tape, the red tape around the room in order to connect and actually see a ghost and be able to one to one interact, it's almost like a curse that gets brought on that then people just can't shake that they that they want to experience that again or go over to that realm. But I, I, I do agree. I, the reason I like it is because I like the the style. And I think the style works really well with this. I do agree that it is long and it's not a film. I think it's horror in the film is very much way slower. It's yeah. very, oh, did you catch that? Or, oh, yeah. look in the corner of the room there. Do you see something just coming out of the shadows a bit to then cut away? And so it's always very much implied horror of what's going on. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I, that's one of the reasons I like it, but I can equally understand that it wouldn't, it's not like a, oh my God, this is a big time horror like Juon or Ringu, mm. which I think do it Although, better. Although, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, um, I, I, I that, that's what I find interesting about the film is that it, it does follow a lot of the sort of, um, sort of aspects of like J horror, like, I mean, like the grudge, I mean, the grudge is a very interesting, interesting sort of structurally and narratively. And I think, um, 
Pulse is a similar is is a similar case where it tries to ex- ex- explore something in in quite an interesting way. Um, but I feel like um, Kurosawa doesn't. He sort of loses grip by the end, at least I think. Yeah, I think the ending's a bit. It, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was okay, but I feel like he just he just had he couldn't think of anything else other than the world is ending, and mm. I feel <laughs> a slight spoiler, but like <laughs> towards the ending, I thought the CG plane was a bit overkill, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just yeah. sort of crashing and CGI fire just everywhere. It try it tries to like shove home the point really hard, like instead of yeah. just leaving it again with that lovely ambiguous, which would fit the tone of like you mm-hmm. could say that, but then have it just silent of yeah. damn, like there's no one. Instead, it goes for that hollywood kind of just quick end of like plane going on fire and you're just like whoa yeah but yeah (laughs) i I didn't get any of it the end i don't i don't know where everyone went why why they went away i i don't know i was just the last hour i was totally lost i I was totally lost well well, i think it's because everyone gets affected by what they're seeing on the computer basically and they get these thoughts of loneliness mainly um and then they thought oh i might as well drift away with these spirits in in wherever and i think that happens more and more often uh to the point where there's no one left and everyone mm. just wants to be inside this i didn't whatever have, it i is. didn't have pile up in 2001 <laughs> <laughs> i know a lot of people again didn't. But again, I, I but again, I, I think this is a slightly dystopian um, mm. situation. Um, you can kind of see a bit of um, I, when I. Um, this sounds basic, but I by I looked on his Wikipedia page um, before this, and apparently he's called the David Cronenberg of Japan, oh. and you can kind of see elements of Cronenberg in terms of the elements of horror mixing with technology and how Mm. things are advancing and reality is kind of skewered because of what we're being uh, given on screen and stuff like that. And again, that that sort of fits into the whole um, interesting angle of the film. Um, And again, you get, you get, you get certain weird images like, um, like one of my sort of, things that I get scared most in, in certain films are just like weird shapes and shadows. I mean, that, that sort of thing that, that tends to scare me. And you've, you've got a, quite a few of those. Um, and it's quite sort of um, unsettling. Although I, I, I didn't find myself too um, far behind the sofa, I have to say. But it was sort of, it was more sort of <coughs> eerie and weird and... Um, I suppose unsettling, especially in terms of again. I'll go back to how it's shot because again, it's so sort of um, sort of bleak. Like there's nothing sort of like it starts off like raining and just like depressing, and even when it's sunny, it looks horrible. And yeah. I think it's I think that's a really interesting way to shoot. And I um I'm not sure if I've seen anything like that except maybe in sort of like. I don't know. There's certain examples in sort of post cinema, but it's it's kind of like, again, it's that sort of dinginess which is quite um, interesting. I um I specifically like that scene. the The reason I go back to this film is that just even over one scene, which I think is shot so well. I again, just personally, I think it's for me. I like the ambiguity of the horror of it because you're just like, what's going on? But um, when uh, the matey tries to uncover what happened with the friend and and doing the tape and going through the hallway and just having that woman come out of the shadows and start almost like air walking and then you know just the subtlety of over the sofa looking no legs and then just the slow pan over and then cut almost like Mm. what happens after you anything that you can come up in your in your head will make it you know i would have thought he'd have been teared you know teared from limb to limb you know but did any of the ghosts actually kill anyone? So maybe she just went, well, boo. Well, so, it's more, I, I think the film's trying to go for like the spirits themselves, like how we, like when you view them in like the corners or shadows on the computers, where that's what it's going with the scares. But 
with that that's more about ki- they're not trying to kill people and yeah they're, they're not they're evil spirits to, then. Just... It's, well it's that again it's kind of left again this is only a personal view but i feel it's left ambiguous because you have it where these these ghosts are basically trying to connect with these people but it could yeah. be for it could be for a sinister reason it could be to get more people over it could be that they feel lonely and which the film heavily does imply that these characters so, are almost disconnected with each what other what's the internet got to do with it it's just uh, it's to do with the coding of when he, with his disc he's been working on it's almost like a doorway and almost in that sense of like kind of at, at least I take from it like a very Lovecraftian very sense slow of, doorway yeah yeah into, yeah yeah, it, it, yeah but I feel like that's I feel like at the time this film was made it was almost um, kind of what you had said earlier I think that when it was made, they had envisionments for what the internet of like, oh, where could this go? And obviously at yeah. the time with technical development, but it's funny looking at, back at it now, it, with it now, and seeing how, how much people are connected and depend on social media now. Mm. The way it was filmed reminded me of fear.com. I haven't seen it. No, it's oh, terrible. Oh, fear.com. <laughs> yes. I think I remember fear.com. That was it a while ago. Griminess and like the age of it and just, I think we did it yeah. on a podcast once. Graininess and yeah, yeah. Fear.com's not great at all. No, it's a bit, of an, a bit of an odd one. Uh, we won't do it. We honestly, we, we won't do that. <laughs> won't do that. One's enough. So Jess, like before we like move on because we're twenty minutes in and yeah, I still don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> what what did you get from what did you take from it or what did you understand? Well, <sighs> Not a lot. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I didn't. Did you watch it. it properly? Did you? Yeah. Or were you yeah, doing the washing no, I, up? I watched it properly. Um, yeah. You know, proper horror film. I had all the lights off. The only bit, because the bit uh, where he goes into that red door with the red tape, mm. um, it's quite early on. And at that point in the film, I didn't know if um, there was going to be like jump scares or anything. So that bit where he ducks down and he looks under, and you're like, Oh God, either she's going to like pop up there or he's going to look up and she's going to pop up. So I was kind of sat there like, <laughs> and then she just slowly crawls over. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's the type of film this is going to be. Okay. <laughs> so I, I really liked that. It was creepy, um, but no jump scares. And that was, that was good for me. Um, but I think, yeah, there are some really interesting shots in this film. Um I thought the special effects were, um, you know, they, they were, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, could have done with tweaking. But uh, <laughs> I, I especially liked the uh, the car that is on fire that they drive past. Mm-hmm. I thought that was uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did quite enjoy the um, arcade scene as well. Actually, where he's by himself, mm-hmm. um, and she just slowly turns around and looks at him. I thought that was. That's quite nice, but then I I just found it weird again. I don't really understand how uh, he leaves, and then that woman that he's supposed to be looking after is there, and she's like mm. kind of going crazy about this whole loneliness thing and doesn't want to be alone. Like she she's just on the street, like breaking things or something. Yeah, yeah. But people break a lot in this yeah. in this film. They yeah. just like shove things over. It's just sort of, I'm yeah. just like, why is she just on the street by the arcade? Like, mm. what, what is she? You know what's the chances of that? But and like at the bottom of the stairs, when she's just she acts as if she's trying to go somewhere, and she's like throwing all this stuff everywhere. But there's just a wall, mm. so she's just yeah, it's so weird. I I don't get it, but it's too clever for me. I I, yeah. I tell you what, yeah, there there is an American remake, I think, called Pulse, mm. and I'd like to watch it because it might make sense to me. So I might do that <laughs> next week. Um, so I wouldn't have to do the reading bit either, would I? So I mean, <laughs> and the Americans were probably dumbed it down. I would have thought dumbed it down a lot. <laughs> I, would I would have thought so. Yeah, you um, can even watch it whilst washing up. So uh, <laughs> I, 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 I struggle to do anything. You know, when you're on your phone and you're <coughs> people are shouting, you know, and I can't. I've got, I've got to watch what's going on. Otherwise, it passes you bed. by. Yeah, yeah, but it did pass me by anyway. Like, like, yeah. Have I missed a bit? Have I missed 20 minutes? No, I've been watching it. Um, should we rate this film? Um, yes. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. 
only because <laughs> I didn't get it, Harry. And well, fair enough. Your explanation's not been good enough. Your, <laughs> your, ver your version could have been a seven or eight. You know what I'm like? There's two versions to most films. My, mine and yours. Um, the one I watch, not so good. And you've not explained it as well as you normally do. So, <laughs> all right, mate. Four, four both ways, I think. So, Jesus. You know. Nice. Sorry, Larry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool. A, it's a four from me. So, yeah, I, I, I just don't get it. Just don't get it. It's, it it's is, no, to be it's fair, no it's, 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 it's the grudge. Is it, yeah, that's no... that's that's something I will agree though, because I feel like the film has an element where <laughs> it could add some of that in, but I feel yeah. as though like the overall plot stops it from doing that. But then I, I don't know. It's it's tricky because it's it's I do agree, like if it had some of that grudge horror in there, I think it could be a more rounded film of a bit of both. It was very but slow as well. So yeah, but then I feel like it's one of those tricky things where it's like I see what they're going for. And I, half of me is like, they probably, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that's something that they discussed of which kind of spirits. Cause there's like maybe one spirit that kind of does that where it like screams over somebody yeah, in one of yeah. the rooms, like shadowy or like that. But yeah, I mean, for me, it's, for me, I'd, I'd happily give it a seven, but that's because I personally enjoy it. I equally though do agree that there are, it's, it is slow. Um, and yeah, it does yeah. require a bit more, but yeah, I, I personally give it a seven because I really think interesting the way... idea. It's a really interesting idea, but it makes no sense how, how they get. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I can't <laughs> connect. So how how does that work? Well, um, it's and but yeah, I think, I think the 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 plus the plus sides. I think I'd give it are it's shot really well. I think that the the ghosts uh, are quite ex like experimental in what they're going for, which look very good. And I think there's a, the designs of them are good. I also do like the slow horror, um, and yeah, I like I I like some of its pacing. Um, I think that there are bits where it does some odd cuts where we'll see yeah. one character and then Amazing another character. special effects. That's what I really liked about this. Cutting edge, <laughs> cutting edge special effects. <laughs> 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 Cutting edge special effects. <laughs> 2001. Oh dear, listeners! I was showing a, a, a little uh, gif on screen of a guy that kind of flashes and disappears and comes back again, and it doesn't look amazing. But I know what Larry's talking about. There are some really good bits, actually, spooky bits in the shadows and things. Um, probably more than I saw, to be honest. So, uh, so Ewan, what do you think? Um, yeah, I was I was trying to decide between a six and a seven. I I, I think I'd give it. Um, uh, I I think I'd give it a six, just because I did I I did enjoy it. I, I wasn't too bored th th throughout, really. Um, I I sort of I I did think it could have been it could have easily been an hour and a half. Even with the sort of slow horror aspects, I think it, I, I think it would have been the same, or even better, if it was uh, an, an hour and a half. And I also, I also quite liked the because um, there's this thing now over the last few years um, of like Generation Doomer, where it's like about, um, well, it's about the sort of latest generation, so sort of like millennial Gen Z sort of situation, where where they see like the future is essentially barren and hopeless and uh, and stuff like that so, so it's when would like you this... need to be born to be like generation sort of mid 90s really sort of 90s mid 90s um because yes, and, and, and <laughs> yeah um and it reminded me of a film that came out a few years ago called um she dies tomorrow which is a film i again i didn't really like that much but resonated with a few people where it was about a sort of a, a kind of virus going around where people are just given depressing thoughts about the world and this reminded me a lot of of um uh pulse i'm sorry i forgot the name there for a second um, <laughs> um yeah and it's sort of it's quite interesting how again these elements are very um uh foreshadow for, for that they foreshadow like topics and stuff that that come out like 20 years after it was made so in many ways it was it was very ahead of its time um 
I just think it's not as uh, um, scary as it maybe wants to be. Um, mm. And I think, again, as you said, the grudge, Ringu, uh, I mean, Ringu especially because it has that sort of recent technological aspect to it that sort of gels well with the horror. Um, but then again, Pulse does a much better job than a lot of other uh, internet-related horror movies that have come out in the last few years, um, like Fear.com uh, <laughs> or Unfriended or you know, or s- yeah. stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I would give it a six. Great. Jess? I'm also going to give it a four because Ooh. I just feel nice. like I found it too difficult to follow. Um, I found it a bit jumpy. Like, I couldn't really tell what the timeline was or was supposed to be. Like, I don't mind watching films that go back and forth, but this just felt like, I don't know, too yeah. choppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, we're looking at like <laughs> I'm look, we're looking at five tonight. Mm. Oh, yes. oh, one of your worst ones, Larry. But... <laughs> <laughs> like, Larry's getting slated. Yeah, tonight. I was gonna say like I uh, like I made it. <laughs> well, I hope you didn't. <laughs> You've been quite young, imagine. Larry. I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> So they're five, but it was all right. It was, again, mm. it, it's been on my watch list for a long, long time. Um, it might have been this or the, or the remake. I don't know. I know there's like at least three pulses that I've seen. Um, so I presume there's the remakes, the remake, or the, yeah, there must be two or three of those. So I've definitely seen it. Um, so I'll get around to watching that at some point. Anyway. It's about that time to move on to Dan's hot pick. There we go. I went the wrong way. I was there like, <laughs> where am I going? So I don't think Dan's here tonight. He's probably uh, out cooking somewhere. Um, so he gave us a film to watch. And it was called. Hang on. Doing very well here. It's called Be My Cat, a film for Anne. Okay. This film was at times quite difficult to watch. So I think it's about six years old. Um, Jess is just playing the trailer now for those um, on the podcast. Um, so it was a guy, he's a Romanian, um, and he's making a film about meeting Anne Hathaway. And Anne Hathaway was in what films? Does anyone know? What's the famous one she was in? Well, it was uh, the Princess Diaries. Princess, yeah, Princess mm-hmm. Diaries. Um, was she Just... in a really famous big film? Oh, um, Dark, Dark Knight Rises, Les Miserables. Um, yeah. She was in the We Crash TV series recently, um, which is very good. Um, yeah. Um, in a film called Colossal. Okay. So, mm. did you see that the lady on screen then looked a little bit like Anne Hathaway? Anyway, it's, it's been a bit glitchy at the moment. Um, so, he wants this actress to play or be like Anne Hathaway, but he wants to turn her into a cat. Um, and totally he, normal behavior. Yeah, it's it's all quite odd. There is quite there, there's some brutal scenes in it without being brutal. If if you know what I mean, where it's some of it's there's a scene where it's covered by a sheet and there's blood splatters. You can see and a girl screaming and it is yeah you see it now and it you it is very difficult to watch. But I really kind of didn't understand because he's kind of playing he's filming it and directing it but also playing the character like the main character and who wants to turn this actress into a cat and it's all very odd and and the thing is I don't fully understand it and that's why I'm I'm struggling to explain it because I've only watched it once but there is a five minute scene in it that I've found quite difficult to watch there's a lot of 
what the hell is that? Um, so there was a lot of screaming in it. And Larry, you need to watch this and we can talk about it again. And I'd like to know what Dan really thought about it, to be honest. Um, because it was his hot pick. Mm. Um, I just, I just, again, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a hard week this week. For, what, look at him there, look. Um, <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's after he's, that's that's after, popped up on the screen. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's after he's drugged her and um, chloroformed her and, and then put a cat suit on. But the other girl who was Jan Havaway, I think he might have cut bits away from her because she was too big. It sort and of reminds me, there's, there was a film that came out uh, a few years ago. I haven't seen it, but it was like a documentary, a, a sort of mock documentary, but from the point of view of a serial killer. And yeah, that's a bit about, like that. So it's a bit, a bit like that, yeah. I think I know the one you're talking about, actually. Um, a Man Bites Dog or something. I haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, yeah, I'd like to know, because it is on YouTube, so you can go on YouTube and watch this. Um, it's worth subscribing to the channel, actually, because there's loads of horror movies on there. Um, and a mate is on Twitter as well, so um, I will try and maybe ask a few questions one day of him. Um, see what else he's done since. Uh, it was just, yeah, it, it was interesting and it's well done, and it's obviously knows what he's doing, and he's quite odd as well, but quite likable at first. So, yeah, that was Dan's hot pick, and I really want to know what he thinks about it. Um, anyway. Larry, watch it. It's not too long. Mm. Um, you, I have got get... the link. I, I've, I've got the link. Yeah, I think. it got good on. It's about it's high eighties on Rotten. So okay, it, it's yeah, it's okay. Um, not my kind of thing, but it's okay. Anyway, let's move on to what we watched this week. What have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? So I go first. I've really not watched too much this week. Um, I'm quite busy. So Jess mentioned the Velocipasta the other day. <laughs> and you sent the you sent the clip of the the very the very first bit um where there was a scene where there was meant to be a car on fire or something, and it was just like it was basically some graphics saying um insert car on fire here. Something like that. But it doesn't take itself too seriously, this, this film. It's very, very funny. And I really, really liked it. And I watched it on Tubi. So I got my VPN going again because they offered me 40 quid for the year. So I got the VPN going again. Tubi's got hundreds and hundreds of free films, and this was one of them. Um, so a guy, um, he's a, a pastor or... Uh, a vicar, whatever, whatever, a religious person, and he comes across this like dinosaur claw or something in some woods, and it kind of leaves an imprint on his hand, and then at times he becomes a velocipaster, <laughs> um, a very violent one, and that, and he meets this girl here who's quite pretty and a prostitute. Um, and there he's wearing her dress. Um, <laughs> I just saw the dinosaur. So it, it, <laughs> it's highly entertaining. It doesn't take itself, itself too seriously. And it's really, really good. You know, the, the proper Kung Fu bits where he's holding the head, screaming at it, going, like, it's just loads of that. And it's not too long. <laughs> and I would recommend anyone to watch it because it's so much fun. Um, it really is fun. So that is on Tubi TV, I think. Um, I couldn't find it in the UK. It's just just great. So I would highly recommend it to you guys. Right up your street, Larry. I think. I think you'd enjoy this. It's it's Woof. it's better than swap it's better than Swamp Ape, I think, as a film. Uh, yeah. As and that's difficult to, to be better. But it is <laughs> I'd I'd love to like speak to these people that made it because They'd probably make a second one because it's it's got legs. It's very Isn't there a very. Scene, though, where a car's supposed to explode and there's no special effects. It literally just says yeah, it just that special effects. Yeah, that's <laughs> right at the beginning. But that's, that's that's what I really liked about it because as the, it doesn't do it doesn't do that again in the film. So it was obviously a piss okay. take from the very beginning. But the dinosaur doing karate and stuff 
is and biting people and their arms are flying off. And then there's a bit where he bites someone's head, but you can see it's a bloody mannequin's head. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's, it's so much fun. So yeah, would highly recommend. I'll give it eight all day long. I, I loved it. So that's pretty much other than, you know, people do nothing, you know, that series is it you ever watched it yet? So there was a series about a pirate radio um, group of lads who I don't know if they're very good DJs or not. You and I probably know. Um, Have you watched the show? Yeah, I've watched all of them. They're they're very funny and they play like, was it? It's like house music or whatever you call it. Um, And they, they kind of rap. Is it grime music? I don't know. And and they rap and they've got their own pirate radio and they're not that great, but they think they are. But one of their songs becomes a big kind of hit. And I think it's in Japan. Or I think it's Japan. I think that's what the film's called, actually, something in Japan. And, in uh, Japan, I think. Yeah. So they're invited to go over there and appear on this show, which is a bit like, oh, you're running along and they're trying to whip you with, Poogle sticks and all this stuff, and dunk you in water and that. And their songs being, it's being used. They want them on there, so it's just basically about their story. A few years after this, the last episode of the series was made, I'm going over there, and it is very entertaining. Um, it's quite funny. They're all funny guys, um, and I'd highly recommend that. Have you ever seen the series, Jess? No. The series yeah. is really good. I haven't seen the film. Yeah, but the series it, is. It's really on. Good. It was on Now TV and. I sat there and watched it, and yeah, it's it, it's rapper. It is is rapping is something else. To be honest, it's it's definitely what you get some wallet at nightclub doing. Um, so I enjoyed that, yeah, and that is pretty much all of what I'm still making my way through Stephen King's revival book, which has taken me forever, as you can imagine, and that's pretty much all I've done this week. So yeah, that's it from me. So I'm hopefully. I know Ewan's probably got a few. Um, Larry, what what you been up to then? What you been watching? The only two films, uh, well, technically three, but uh, Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman, but that I've seen seen that really good. Um, yeah. Then Super Eight by um, JJ Abrams, um, really good film. Um, That's about a film about what's it about? Uh, it's about these kids who are trying to make a film um, and they want to make kind of a zombie film to en- in- enter into a competition. Um, and they end up filming at a train station to get some production value. And while they're filming at a train station, the train crashes and has something in it that gets unleashed upon the town. There are other key elements, but I think if people haven't seen it, they should definitely go watch it. It's, um, it's really well shot. I think the acting's really good. And I think it's just like a fun time. Um, so it's good to re-watch again. I bought very, that very a while good. ago. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun, isn't it? It's, mm. it, it's one of the sort of um, earliest kind of 80s nostalgia movies that, yeah. that have come out, isn't it? So it predates Stranger yeah. Things and stuff like that. Oh, I was going to say, it has a very Stranger Things thing, but obviously I think Stranger Things probably watched stuff like this and thought, oh... There's yeah. some, like, you know, the how how do we rework this and and take the elements that work and maybe change other bits. But yeah, it's really really good. And yeah, found when I rewatched it, I was like, yeah, forgot how forget how good this is. Um, and I think it's a quite an emotional film as well. Um, and then the other film I watched uh, again, which is one of my favorite films, um, I love it to bits. It's a t- ha- happily a ten out of ten for me. Um, is Deja Vu with Denzel Washington. Um, I love that film d- directed by Tony Scott, who's made a, a bunch of films I love Man on Fire, uh, Unstoppable, The Taking of Pelham One, Two, Three. A good uh, film, yeah. True Romance. Uh, True Romance. He's just like, and the thing is, this everyone's probably got their favorite. Um, but for me, Deja Vu, I, I see this film as the it's not obviously, and I don't think it's intended to. But I love this film as a, as it's on standalone, like you watch it by itself. But because I'm a big fan of Tenant, I love watching this film and seeing it as a almost a little prequel to Tenant. 
because of like you know you can mix and match of some of the story elements that oh, they is choose. it confusing or something no no it deals oh. with very very different this deals with more um time travel law that are in most films so you know like you travel back and um you know but this can, is a time travel you... film is it uh it has elements i don't really oh, okay. want to spoil it if you've not okay. seen it i don't, I don't think spoil i have it. then yeah I don't think um it has elements, but it's very much a film about and a, a basically there is a terrorist attack on a boat, um, and Denzel Washington's character is brought in, and they have this device which allows them to look four days into the past. Um, they can only watch it once, so if they miss something while looking at four days in the past, they've missed it. So they have to solve this case of who's blown up this boat but at the same time there is a another case of a of a woman who's washed up on shore not related to the boat but then also is so it's about solving her case but also solving the the boat case and yeah. it's really good my explanation there was probably terrible the back of the case will probably say something much better to be honest larry you're having, you're having you're having a real off night tonight no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah no i love it i give it a solid 10 out of 10 yeah. um and what you watch yeah. that on was that on prime or... i no i have this this film on blu-ray i have all of tony oh, okay. scott's films on blu-ray i think tony scott was such a great director and sadly um obviously the tragic story of what happened uh it's a bit sad but he's made just some, such great films and I think Denzel Washington worked continuously came back to work with him because yeah. I think they just have such a good rapport and it makes it for some good filmmaking. Nice. Wow. Oh, cheers, that man. was it. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to go next, Jess? Did you actually watch anything? Or... See, I was really annoyed because I swear I watched something and then I went back and was like, actually, it's, it's because when I get home from work, I always sit and watch something. So I feel like I've watched lots, but it is just Friends. <laughs> mm, nice. nice. I've watched as Friends. Or Young Sheldon, because I'm on season two of that now. It's I didn't realise, because Alex watches Young Sheldon, and it's very funny. But I didn't realise that there's another programme with him when he's older. Is that right? <laughs> what, you mean it's, the Big Bang Theory? So I've never seen that. So right. all I've ever seen is my son watching... <laughs> This young Sheldon thing, and he goes, "Oh, there's, there's a film where he's old, there's a program where he's older, Dad." And I was like, "Really? Yeah." <laughs> so yeah, that's the only side of it I know, and I find that quite funny actually. It's just, I, I presume it's the same kind of humour then. Um, it's, uh, I think it's actually quite different, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, yeah. I think young because young Sheldon's a lot newer, so I think they're a lot more careful about the way they go about things. Oh, okay. Um, but they also. Um, in the Big Bang, a lot, a lot of people were really annoyed because of Sheldon's character is quite clearly autistic and they don't ever actually discuss that um, and the way that people treat him in the show. Um, and now they're actually bringing up things to do with that um, in Young Sheldon, which I think is really, really good. Um, but it's just very easy to watch. And that's what I need at the moment. Just so it is easy to watch. So watching Pulse. Just <laughs> no, out the window. Couldn't when did uh, did you when did you watch it? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. So okay. we need a nice simple film, Jess. Something for next simple, week, don't we? but my brain. Don't, don't I don't need to think. Something about. simple. Like failure to launch yeah. or something. What's that? <laughs> it's a rom rom com with Matthew McConaughey and oh. I want to say Sarah Jessica Parker. Can we do that on the bones? I don't think I don't think it's appropriate. <laughs> I still really think that we should do old because from uh, Larry's explanation of it, it sounds like a horror. So I fucking hate that film so much. <laughs> it's so we're gonna bad. we're gonna do it. It's it. so bad. <laughs> it's I just, just like watch it and then we could just sit and listen to Larry rant for another hour about how we're gonna make him watch it again. That's the film. Yeah. We we should all watch it together. Like that would be have a party just to make mm. sure Larry has watched it again. Just mm -hmm. <laughs> steam like kind of like a kettle yeah, on my yeah, ears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, to be fair, I wouldn't mind watching it again, especially like if doing it like that. That would be quite funny. But Jesus, you wouldn't. I wouldn't be quiet. I wouldn't be quiet <laughs> yeah. for it. I'd just be like, shit, 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 Is shit, it on shit. Prime yet? 
I think it is, you know. I think think it is on Prime. Probably. Um, Well, I've not got Netflix anymore. So uh, my grandma's got rid of it. So there you go. (laughs) I'm not paying for it. Um, I think everyone's getting rid of it, aren't they? Um, Ewan, so what what have you watched? Have you been to see anything at the cinema? Uh... I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. I I did went. To, I did go to see um, uh, Gaspar Noe's new film, uh, Vortex, um, which is a foreign. Yeah, it's a French movie right. with yeah. um, weirdly with Dario Argento starring um, in the in the main really? role, um, which is really odd. It's about a couple, an old couple in in Paris, um, one of whom ha- clearly has dementia, um, and. In typical sort of Gaspar Noé style. It's very str- well. It's it's not as strange as his other films, but it's kind of it's really dark and existential, and it's told in a really weird way. So it's told in sort of a split screen fashion between. So you got one side of the screen telling her story, and the other side telling his story, like from sort of different perspectives. So it's a very sort of disorienting experience. There's about two hours twenty, and you sort of when the credits roll up, you feel like sort of a massive gut punch because it's just about you know essentially just ailing health and death and just all these all these things that you never really want to think not about. Not a happy watch then. Not a happy watch, no. Um I, I would still recommend it, but it's but it's it's depressing. Um but mainly I've been watching TV. Um so there's this new um uh Steve Coogan and a, a, a sort of channel four comedy drama written by Steve Coogan and Sarah Solomeni. Um sort of kind of like a me too series so it's about this film that's being made um uh but the director's been uh criticized because it doesn't meet sort of me too standards and it's a very sexual film so they get a sort of the sort of um the sort of new indie female director to try and take over reshoots and stuff like that and it's a very interesting (coughs) sorry it's very interesting sort of dynamic and it's it's a sort of because you sort of see the kind of um the nervousness of other people about um what is acceptable what isn't acceptable and you know how sex should be portrayed on screen and how um uh it it should be about uh sort of women being liberated rather than subjugated and 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 stuff like that it's a really interesting and it, it has a turning point sort of midway through i think it's at the end of episode three i think there were six episodes where it really sort of turns because you sort of treat it as a kind of mainly a comedy but then the end of episode three suddenly shifts into a drama and it's a really interesting uh sort of way of dealing with these um with, with these issues um especially with sort of steve coogan there because steve coogan plays a kind of very old school uh sort of male producer who's very much of that sort of um th- that that sort of man's club sort of over 60 kind of s- sort of s- situation where he just makes sort of um sexist jokes and he he used to have a wife who was about 25 and it's 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 quite it's quite funny seeing him interact with this sort of very feminist um indie director um so yeah I, i've been quite enjoying that i recommend it's on channel four okay um i've also been watching um which i've got to try and remember the full name uh uh, the thief, his wife, and the canoe, which was on uh, ITV uh, fairly recently, yeah. and it's uh, it's about the true story of a man who faked his death um, uh, for the usual reasons to like claim insurance um, to get the money for it, but he does it by going out in his canoe. It's like set in Hartlepool, and he and he pretends he dies whilst on a on a canoe visit. But it's a, it's a really interesting. It's a, it's a really weird story. Um, yeah. yeah about this sort of sort of middle-aged couple who are, by all accounts are very very normal but they do this extraordinarily strange thing and you you as you watch the series you suddenly feel very very sorry for the wife who is kind of emotionally manipulated by this guy into doing this thing and even though she you know she deserved to go to prison you know for it but you really feel sorry for her because you can see she was coerced into into doing it um it's funny because it's a four-part series and i watched the first two episodes um 
but I kind of put off the last two. And uh, But then I heard on this podcast that I listened to, I think it's the Pilot TV podcast, that Carl Pilkington stars in the in the last two episodes as a um interrogating police officer um, that'd be amazing and it's 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 very be strange amazing. because because i've only seen him and i think he has only starred in projects that either are done by him or done by ricky gervais and steve merchant and yeah. so this is his i think it's his first project that is just outside oh, of got, that and just going I'm gonna from... have to watch that now That's but, it, but it's funny. more interesting but it's funny because it's not it's not he's not like being funny Carl Pilkington in any way it's just it's just it's just he's playing a part and that this yeah. is the part and I think I I, I heard this because like Chris Lang who wrote it um really likes getting um actors who can put like who are actually genuine and I don't think you get more genuine in the acting business than Carl Pilkington because I think I I don't even think he could call himself an actor really because he's just so sort of honest about himself and he's a very it's weird because I've I've been following him since I was about 12 I I don't mean in the stalkering sense I mean in terms of like his like his like career I've been listening to his podcast since I was 12 and so I feel like I know everything about him and that's the weird thing because he's only obviously he's only a minor character in this but I've because because I know so much about him, it's so weird. It's like I know almost everything about this actor, even though he's only a very small part. It's very sort of bizarre, but it's a good, it's a good series, and I um I recommend it. Um, also, I've been watching um just a sort of like for relaxing, really. It's sort of there's this um comedy drama on Apple TV Plus called um, Trying, which uh, stars uh, Rafe Spall. Um, uh, it's about a couple who. Um, live in Camden Lock um, in London and um, they can't have children and so they decide to go into adoption and it's uh, this whole series is about the process of adoption it's a it's a really quite a nice wholesome sort of rom-com sort of a 30 something rom-com so it's sort of on the edge of like growing up almost it's about the characters trying to make themselves grow up um and it's quite it, it it's quite fun. It's interesting. It's funny. The only thing I don't like about it is is because I think there's a slight um, American influence because of Apple the sort of Apple TV Plus streaming services that even even though it's based in London, it seems to be sunny all of the time. Oh. And I'm just like, that's not that's not what London nor Britain is. I mean, this is like what LA sort of an LA version of London, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but. Other than that, I, it's a it's a very it's a it's a very lovely um, show. So, go watch I have it. a I have a question for you, Ewan. What did yes. you think of the Northman? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. Because I saw your <laughs> thing up there. I saw your post. Yeah. So the Northman. Um. Uh. It's a good film. It is mm-hmm. a good film. Um. I it's, it's it's quite interesting watching a film that isn't um lord of the rings uh at at the cinema bar and it's a medieval epic and it's quite and it's a very um it, it sort of errs more on the game of thrones side of things so there's mud there's sex there's blood there's like epic sort of fight scenes where you see alexander skarsgård just fully ripped and just like chewing people's necks off and stuff like that and it it sort of leans into a very sort of um as Per Eggers, sort of classic Eggers, leading into the genuine sort of Norse mythology of it all, and showing how, essentially, how you know Norse men would have been depicted in those mythologies, which we kind of shy away from um, nowadays because it's a bit sort of, um, I don't know what you call it, but but I've, but the, the interesting thing is is that I wasn't a big fan of all the sort of um hyper masculinity of it all i guess because it was just sort of i just it reminds me of two things it reminds me of uh drunk guys at a pub who want to sort of like say oh yeah i could take that guy on and you know that 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 kind of vibe or it's gym freaks you know the people who sort of like you know p- pumping iron all day long and just kind of getting their muscles like yeah look at me just sort of looking at themselves in the mirror and stuff like that. It kind of gives off that vibe, um, and I kind of like. It's funny because uh, you and I, Lawrence, have talked about um, Joker and about how uh, you how you, you, ha- you d- didn't like the film because of how certain audiences perceive um, Joker and how they go to the stairs and trying to imitate. Um, yeah, sort of, 
uh, yeah. way. Um, and it's funny because I, I sort I, I at the time I sort of disagreed with you, saying that you know you should, you should look at it from not from someone else's perspective, from your perspective. But I did I did watch the Northman, thinking, oh, there's just going to be loads of sort of these hyper masculine mm. alpha males just like taking so much like from it and just like oh, it just annoys me. But <coughs> but it's still it's still very good, and I still think. Mm. Hollywood can learn so much from from what Robert Eggers is doing, and I'm really curious because apparently this is not um, Eggers's final cut. So I'm quite curious to oh. see if he brings out an extended version and see how that compares to um, this one. And I, I, that, that's the interesting thing about the sort of how he shoots is so unique to the point and i and i love this in movies when you when you can never guess what the next shot is going to do because and i think that's extremely rare um in movies where you just can't predict where the camera will move or what it's going to show or, or whatever because that it inserts an a great element of unpredictability to it that again for hollywood is is barely exists anymore and i think once you come across it it's it's it should be gripped tightly and uh taken advantage of um it's great yeah but I, it, I have a few problems with it but yeah has it been a success mm. at the box office or not yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't i wouldn't say it's like amazing amazing it, but amazing yeah it's not it's not gonna be it's not like marvel or anything but it's but it's done it's done well i would have liked to go and see it as long as there's no lighthouses in it no, right. did, 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 did you, was it was it my correction that the, the thing that you preferred the lighthouse was that what you wrote yes because i because i've reevaluated my opinions recently because i watched the witch and the lighthouse um again and i deduced uh sorry kev but i did deduce that i thought the lighthouse was better have than you watched it. have you watched uh, the other lighthouse oh no <laughs> watch that because it's better okay like, all right it's a, okay. it's, a, it's a british version it's mm -hmm. very similar, isn't it, Larry? You must have seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. They're like, very similar, aren't they? Well, they're based on the same old folk tales, but oh, like, okay. yeah, so like, you know, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not, really I'm... going after you today, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what are we going to watch next week, Jess? I know you want. I know you're uh... talking about old, but like, I, I don't mind. So I was trying to look through what's been on my watch list for ages on Netflix. Uh, and one thing that's been on there for ages is In the Tall Grass. Oh, oh I have heard that one. Jesus Christ. I see yes! that <laughs> oh, yes. After that reaction from Larry, I'm going to say that's what we're watching yes. next week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Right. Yeah. I've never heard of it, so this will be great. Yeah, it does star... It stars... It does star that matey, oh, I forget his name, who was in Maybe Watchmen, who played. Not, yeah, oh, he's in not, not Aquaman. He's got oh, mates the Conjuring as well. Oh. Conjuring, yeah. yeah. I think I think I remember when it came out, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's that, there's the little kid in it, you know, who's uh, questionable. That okay. kid, I swear, is being cast in everything in a minute. I keep seeing his face everywhere about him getting oh. cast. Into all these oh, you have, to let, you have to let me know what it is, because I... I he probably has, but I can't remember him in anything else other than the tall grass. Mm. Uh, but so the tall grass. Oh, he was on Disney, I think. Ah, okay. He was a Disney kid, but yeah, I keep seeing his face everywhere at the minute on like Instagram. Oh, okay. Is this the small? Are we? Yeah. So he wait. So he's the, the the small kid. Like like he's... he would have been a kid kid kid. Oh, a, kid. <laughs> a kid kid three three kids three kid 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 i don't know all right yeah, Dan sent, so. sent me a message his hot pick is the last matinee that's he's put uruguay slash argentina 2020 hmm. um yeah so i've got no idea again we, you know he's it's kind of been quite muting blast to you know, be my cat to more. You know, rigor mortar. See, he's he's picking some bangers. So hope hopefully this is a good one. So the last mm -hmm. matinee. So what are we on tonight? It was episode sixty. Was it eight? Wasn't it? 
78. 78. 78. So next week will be episode 79 in the tall grass, a favorite of Larry's. So, uh, yeah. Just everyone prep. <laughs> but it's a very short book that's been stretched to an hour and a half, isn't it? What, was it about 50 Novella. pages? Yeah. Yeah. Hardly anything. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back to what. Back next week. You want to follow us on Twitter? Um, it's the Bones Horror Pod. Instagram's the Bones Horror Pod. You want to email us? The Bones Horror Pod at gmail.com. No one's um emailed me to who wants a copy of the Evil Dead yet. Can you believe that? On Blu-ray. It's probably so, probably because on that podcast, I feel bad, but it's like it's the shit it's version. Almost, yeah, it's like literally that's the shit. So if anyone wants a copy of the shit version of the <laughs> Evil Dead, it's got five Fleischer minutes missing now. and it actually makes sense. Um, <laughs> give us a shout and I'll send it to you. I don't care where you are, you know, Sweden or America or Russia, wherever, I'll send it to you. Okay. So we'll see you next uh, well, soon enough, I expect. All right. See you later then. Bye. Bye. Hang on. Bye.